0: I'm your host, Bailey Sessoms, and you're listening to CEO Convo, the podcast for unapologetically ambitious entrepreneurs. So get ready for some candid conversations with top-level entrepreneurs, dropping gems on building relationships, dishing the raw realities of running a profitable business, and realistic strategies on getting it done. Hello, all my hustlers and CEOs.
1: I want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of CEO Convo. On today's show, we're going to talk about getting linked on LinkedIn. Funny enough, I met our next guest online on LinkedIn, to be exact. He's an international speaker, marketing expert, and president of LR Training Solutions. He's what some may call a traveler man who's presented throughout 46 states and internationally in Germany, Canada, and France. He's also worked with global brands, including Mercedes, Canon, and Google. One of his specialties is helping organizations save time by using the latest online marketing tools, which he does pretty well in his new book, Digital Marketing for Results, How to Focus on What Matters. Please welcome to the show, Chris West. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Glad to be here. So we're going to talk today about LinkedIn, um, and we're going to get right into our scenario. I own an accounting firm, and many of our potential clients search LinkedIn for accountants and often find their way to an employer's profile. The problem is many of their profiles aren't built out, which makes the company look unprofessional and untrustworthy. How can we show the mutual benefit of having a completed profile and encourage our staff to make the necessary updates while ranking better as a business on LinkedIn? So, Chris, what advice would you give this particular listener?
2: For them, I would say, of course, it's good to have a professional profile, professional presence, because, as that was mentioned, people are searching, but they're not only searching and finding the company profile, but they're also finding individual profiles. So the personal profile is really important. And I believe many organizations feel that all they have to focus is on the the business profile. But one way to encourage people to set up their profile is just, in general, let them know the benefits. So if they set their profile up correctly and they have a good view and good content on their profile, then they can likely make more money as well when they come to their site. So a person searches for accountants in Atlanta, Georgia, and their profile will come up if it's well fully developed. By using the strategy we're going to discuss, such as the keywords in the content, and also having testimonials, and also having a good profile pictures that that kind of relate to what kind of brand they want to be perceived as with the company.
1: So what about so I would I would think the first start would be to make sure too that the owners of the companies, the principals, have their um, profiles built out as well. What do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's a good way to to show by leading, right? So show by leading by you having the, the leaders having their profile up. Uh, from my experience, that's usually how it starts. The leader has an updated profile. They have good words within their title that relate to what they do. Not just They don't just say that they're an accountant, but they go into what type of accounting they do, who they work with so that when those potential clients come across a profile, they know exactly who they're going to work with. So starting mm-hmm. off that, that can encourage people. And then also showing them how it's done. So I feel like many times within an the organization, they, we can give them new software, give employees new uh, materials, new equipment, but if we don't actually train them on how to use it and show them the benefits, then there's gonna be, they're going to be more resistant to updating their
1: uh, profile. Okay. What are your thoughts about doing a challenge? So the principals obviously create their profile, but then challenge the their um, employees and sometimes even their consultants, because as a consultant, you may state which companies um, you work for, but challenging, um, you know, your inner circle to, you know, develop to develop a profile that's better than yours and then, whoever creates the best profile gets X, Y, and Z. What do you think about that idea?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say that would that, work. I mean, there's a, within LinkedIn, there's an area where it tells you how what percentage of your profile is filled out, and you can have something to where uh, people can see who has the best profile based off uh, LinkedIn's criteria. You know, like uh, maybe if it's at 50%, how can you get it to 100% and whoever gets the 100% first, they can get some type of prize. I think that would be a, a good idea. And uh, just in, in general, uh, if they were to work on their profile, maybe at the end of the week or the end of the month, just have a session where you can look at everybody's profile and see how you can learn from each other. And, and then more importantly, figure out who's getting the most results from LinkedIn. So on the, maybe at the end of the month, figuring out how did the people involved in the organization get their most leads. And if someone got leads from LinkedIn, that means that these strategies are working. And then that Mm -hmm. that person can share it with the group as far as how they were able to succeed.
1: Okay. So what would you say the first step or the first step or the first thing that listeners should um, consider when, you know, when building out their profile?
2: Uh, The first step, is think about the wording. So we got to realize that these days, social media platforms is not just about being social. Most of them act as search engines. But so we all know Google is a search engine, and we type words in. Maybe we type in business experts or accountants in New York City in Google. But we got to realize the same activity is happening on LinkedIn. So people in Facebook and Twitter, people go to these platforms and type in accountants in Houston or sales trainer, right? So that means that we have to optimize our profile with the words that people are typing in. So, for example, with the accounting, we you want to put words that relate to what you feel people are searching. So maybe that's real estate accounting, and you're going to put words that relates to real estate in your summary, in your title, and also in your job description. So many people that I see on their profiles, they usually leave the description out of their job titles, out of their their job position, and they don't have a summary. And so that's the number one thing right there is to put that content in a title, two to three uh, areas that you work in. Because most people, when they have a job or they have a business, they're doing multiple different roles. So for example, I work I did a training for a banking organization and many of the bankers they worked with small businesses, they worked with corporations and they did small business lending. So they're putting those words in their title so that when people type in those words, they're coming up. Same thing mm-hmm. with the summary, same thing with the job description. So first and foremost that's the number one is putting that content that people look for in
1: that profile. Okay. I remember a girlfriend of mine, Sylvie, she does LinkedIn as well. And she told me to do the exact, those exact same things. Cause she was asking me, well, Bailey, how many, you know, how many views are you getting? And I don't remember what it was, but I thought it was pretty good. And she was just like, that's it. I was like, what do you mean? that's it?" She was like, "No, nah, that's not, you know, do this, do this. You know, she gave me, I think she gave me like two or three things to do. And I definitely noticed a difference just in those, you know, as far as being coming up in searches. I found that to be, you know, yeah. it, it totally transformed it. So I was just like, okay, cool. So what about recommendations? I heard that, I think I read that in your book, getting recommendations. I don't know if I, I think I read it in your book. But getting recommendations from other people that have worked with you and then asking them, if possible, to use certain, certain keywords in those recommendations.
2: Yes, exactly. So, yeah, that's in the book, I believe. But, yeah, it's, so when it comes to recommendations, first off, very important, because if you were to do a search in in LinkedIn, most of the people that are going to come up, they have the keywords, they have a good amount of connections, and also they have the recommendations. So in the recommendations, you want to, I'll say, at least two recommendations for each of the positions you've held, and whenever you're reaching out, you can say, hey, can you recommend me for my communication skills? Can you recommend me for my uh, customer service skills with uh, clients? And what that does is we'll let the future potential clients know what you're good at because maybe some people are going to be searching for customer service, people that are good customer service, and they want to see that on your profile. That's one. And two, the search engine. So if somebody types in customer service into LinkedIn, guess what? your profile is going to come up because you put those words inside your testimonial or you tell, you give them advice on what's right. And it's not saying or telling them exactly what to write. It's more so guiding them in direction that you want for your brand. And, mm. and of course, the third reason is that more, the more recommendations you have, the better it's going to be for the search engines and links, links that are going to pro- promote your profile better.
1: Yeah, I was thinking when you said that you're more so prompting them. And sometimes you have to tell people, what you want them to say about you. And that's probably a good way to say, you know, can you recommend me? Because when they go to write that recommendation, nine times out of ten, they're going to go back to the email that you sent them to see exactly what you're asking for. So I don't think there's anything wrong with asking. Obviously, they're going to write it up the way, you know, that they, that they feel comfortable. Um, but I believe prompting people to say what you want them to say about you is definitely important. Okay, so once we yes. think about the SEO and including the the search terms in the in our description and our bio and also within the recommendations, what would be the next step?
2: So the next step as far as optimizing is I would say posting. So you posting your content because something that people look at is when they go to your profile and connect, they look at your profile, they look at the words, and then guess what? They probably look at maybe the articles you posted or just in general your posts so they can get to know who you are a little bit better. So, I mean, I know that's what I do, and that's probably what some other people do. When they connect, they go to and see what activity has been going on. And if you haven't posted or even shared or liked or anything in maybe six months, then it it doesn't – it it, it kind of makes your profile seem out of date. So I think uh, posting, I would say starting off uh, – and you can post – so many different types of content, depending on what type of professional you are or organization you have. But it could be—I I always tell people in business, education, entertainment, and sales. But you don't want to only promote your services. You want to have a good balance of just giving people content, maybe sharing an article that you found that you think people people might be useful or your target audience might be find useful or it could be a video content that you created that you're just giving advice to people. And then, of course, if you have an, if you have an event coming up or a podcast or any type of product you have, you can uh, post that. So I think that's the next step because, so, of course, you have your, your profile and then recommendations and then your, your content. But one, one item that I would recommend back to the profile Um, stage is you can have media because we have your resume, black and white resume, and then you have LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, the whole purpose is to show more than just a black and white resume. So you want to take advantage of that, such as uploading a video, uh, maybe a testimonial or a picture or an article that you've been mentioning or you wrote in the media section because that kind of brings your profile to life more than just having a, uh, black, uh, just a, just a pretty much a resume type of LinkedIn profile, but also yeah, content. I mean the, the the profile, the keywords, and then the regulations, and make sure you have the media, and then posting.
1: That was actually going to be one of my questions. What type of post? Because you know, obviously Facebook is different than LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, LinkedIn and versus Instagram. So I was going to ask, what type of post do you find perform better? Is it word text? Is it <laughs> Videos? Is it images?
2: Yeah, you might get different responses, but from from my experience, I would say the videos get the best response. They get the in and because when it comes to text, you write three paragraph text. Not everybody has the time to read. it. I know some people sit there and read it, but some, for me, I think people are on the go. So I think short videos is the best because we can easily consume the information. Pictures and video, we can easily consume, whereas a five paragraph, yeah, it's great, but you're going to miss those people that are on the go. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for example, there's a t- statistic that says if you post a video that's under 60 seconds, 90% of people watch the entire video. So short video and pictures uh, do the best, and I'll say video out of all, all of them, because again, it's interactive. You get to be more closer to your audience. And one thing, one something I experienced years back is, I would try to bring out a videographer to all my presentations and have them record. And then I would get that content edited and cut into maybe one to two minute increments. And then I would post it online on LinkedIn and other platforms. And it turned out, it, it turned out pretty good. I mean, it got a good engagement. But then I realized that you really have to have a budget for bringing out a videographer, making the edits, and all the other um, resources that go into professional videography. And so one day I was like, you know what, let me just make a video on my phone, like a marketing tip that I can post for a minute and a half. And I did that, and I was shocked because – that post got as much as gay engagement as the professional quality video. So that's when mm-hmm. I realized that these days it's probably not that important to have professional quality video unless you're doing like a commercial type or a video promotional for your company. But in general, people want to see the content and they want to see and understand the message more than anything.
1: Right. And then you got even more engagement when you included your wife. Yeah, actually, and funny it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I talked about that with um, Don Napoleon and he was wondering why his images that he posted on Instagram, you know, the behind-the-scenes images got more engagement. And my response to that was because it adds a human factor. So when people see you with your kids, when people see you with your wife, or your significant other, there's a relatability, you know, you're basically telling your followers, oh, he doesn't mind sharing with me. It's not all about business. He can inject a little bit of his, you know, of his personal life, you know, in the process. And I think with the whole video thing on your phone, I think this day and age with um, technology, people are more prone to accept it for what it is. So if you broke out your phone and if you recorded something, they know what that is. They accept it. They believe it. They receive it. The problem is when you try to do go above and beyond and be extra and you really don't have that budget to be extra. So it's kind of like you put on a front, you trying to act like you, you know, you big baller, but you know that you got champagne popping bottles, but you really just cracked open a beer can. Then that's when they're kind of like, okay, you know, they not, they, yeah, they not representing. Right. So, I think the whole phone yeah. thing, you know, and honestly, like you said in your book, the phone, the, the camera quality on the, on the phone these days are much better than it was, you know, five years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can give, I mean, iPhone these days, you can change the setting to 4K. You know, a lot of people don't even know that. It's like you can go to camera settings, and change the 4K. You do a video. I mean, it's, it looks like good quality. It's, I mean, it's, it's not great.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm an Android girl. I'm Samsung, so. You know, I'll leave that to the iPhone okay. folks. I mean,
2: I mean, <laughs> Android Android has the better, like, every that man has Android. They, they have like, usually the better cameras, actually, so, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm Android, yeah. so thanks, Samsung. But, okay. Um, yeah, okay, so the, so you said the video 60 seconds are under capture the attention. So let me ask you this. What would be a hidden gem in LinkedIn that you feel most people don't know about? but it has a great impact on how your profile performs.
2: I think one of the hidden gems that other social media platforms don't really do as much and people don't know really take advantage of is the fact that once somebody likes a content or once somebody comments, that's, like, huge for LinkedIn. <laughs> like, I know it's like, I know people know, but they really don't know the power compared to, like other platforms. So, for example, if Jonathan likes my post and Jonathan has 800 followers, whenever somebody logs into uh, LinkedIn, whenever one of his connections logs into LinkedIn, his friend followers are going to see that. His followers are going to say, that, hey, Jonathan just likes liked Chris's post. And that's going to keep going further and further down the connections. And that's how these items, like these uh, posts, get so seen by thousands of people. So, for example – one of my top performance posts was my book cover, so I asked people, "What book cover do they want? What do they recommend I choose?" So I had two book covers. I had like a hundred designs. I choose my top two, and I post on LinkedIn. I say, "Hey, what two book covers? Do, what book cover do you like out of the two? And for one, this made people engage. They it's more so everybody wants to share their opinion, so that helped out. But for example, my friend she would say, okay, I like the cover number one. And then her, her friend, her connection that I'm, I don't even know, never met, chimes in as well. They say, okay, yeah, I agree with my friend Maria that cover one looks good because of this and that reason. So you can see how I just kept going and going. And then I got, I would say, 5,000 views off of that post because people were commenting so many people are commenting, One is a question because in a in a, in a helps people comment. That in the people that commented, they probably wouldn't have liked to comment it unless it was a question. But the fact that they did that, that just kept going and going, and then it, and people, some people shared it, and so I think that's the hidden gem that people need to take advantage. of. So the idea is when you're posting content, every now and then ask a question. Think about how can you get people to share or like, or comment more often, and then that right there will really in, increase uh, your reach on LinkedIn.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I have seen, I think I know what you're talking about, because I'll see stuff at the top, and it'll say, so, so-and-so so shared a post, and I'm like, oh, okay, and just depending on what it is, I'll just be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Other times, I'm like, depending <laughs> yeah. on who it is, I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me see what they liked, or let me see what they shared. So <laughs> let me get your opinion on the premium service. Now I had LinkedIn Premium for I would say a few months, and obviously it has its perks and advantages. You can see everybody who looked at your profile, so forth and so on. Do you think that the premium service is, or what do you think the what do you think the be, the benefits of the premium service are, or do you think it's a necessity? Uh,
2: I think I don't. Think it's a necessity when when, I, when it comes to premium. I feel like it's a necessity if you're a full-time salesperson or you're a full-time recruiter. I mean, that's honestly the time where I feel like it's a necessity because the main capability. I mean, there's so they have so many different types of capabilities with the pay service, but the main overarching theme is you can contact anybody you want at any time. You can do as many searches as you want. So if you think about it, those are mainly people that sell have a sales position full-time and a recruiter full-time that they need to reach out to people that they don't know. But you can get a lot of results by just having a regular profile. Because, I, I mean, I did, pre, I did premium before, and I didn't see the benefit because of my, I'm not a salesperson or I'm a recruiter. But, I mean, if I wanted to get into more sales for my business, I would get it. But for me, I'm getting results just by the, the tips that I said before, which is the content on the profile. Because people reach out to me and they say, hey, can you come out and present at this event? Or I'm looking for this type of person. Based off of solely the fact that when people type in words, I come up on the search engine on LinkedIn. And that's because I have the words in my profile. And then I have the connections and then the content. So even the, even the content. So somebody, somebody uh, I post content, somebody likes it and comments. And then I look at my statistics as far as who sees it. And I see. I'm opposed that like executives, directors see it, marketing directors, education directors. So the the kind of a, the target audience that I want to see it is seeing the content based off of uh, what I'm posting. So I'm already getting some results. So I don't so I don't feel so don't feel like you have to have the paid version in order to get any results. So you can still get some results, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the regular services.
1: Okay, everyone. So everyone go on to LinkedIn now and check out Chris and Wes profile and use that as a template of where to start.
2: <laughs>
1: just, just cut to the chase. Okay. So what would be something else that you would recommend to the listeners to do um, to optimize their LinkedIn profile?
2: Uh, let's see. I would say try to connect with people. Well, it's, it's different, so you gotta figure out: Are you an open networker, where you kind of you're willing to connect with anybody, or do you feel like you want to have a connect a network that's only people that you met in person? So, if you are open connector, I mean, I recommend uh, connecting with more people, so they can see probably your content. You can have a connection down the line, and also just seeing how you can show value by posting more often. And, and joining groups. So joining groups is another way to have a deeper connection because if you join groups, you can always comment. So just in, this is a tip for in general in marketing that I'm seeing that many organizations are using. Well, I would say it's underutilized. But you go to groups and you comment on people's questions. So people ask questions in these groups, you comment and answer, and guess what? If you have good content, good answers, you're showing value. They're probably going to go to your profile and want to connect and maybe even do business with you, because guess what? you just provided value. So that's why, on, let's say on Instagram or even on LinkedIn, I try to provide value. So if somebody sends me, sends me a, a question, I usually answer the question in detail, and then I, I post content on like uh, educational content on LinkedIn. So when I finally have a product, people will buy it without mm-hmm. me trying to sell. Right. So and that, and that's what happened. When it, that's what happened. For example, um, as far as emotional content, I had a book. Uh, when I, when my book first came in, I did an unboxing video. Yeah, and, so then. Yeah, I did the unboxing video. And it's more I'm not really trying to sell, but it's just like emotional content, like um, looking at looking at the how things are made. And then people were purchasing, but I really didn't, really didn't directly sell because – I've already been posting content for, like, years or months, and I give uh, detailed answers to people's questions. So, yeah, just providing value versus starting a LinkedIn profile today and then starting to sell tomorrow and expecting to get a whole bunch of results.
1: Right. I will agree with the whole groups thing. Funny enough, I'm not on Facebook that much anymore personally, but I do belong to a couple of Facebook groups. And I pop in now and again, scroll to see what questions I can answer. Then I add value. And the funny thing is, the advice that I give, I think, kind of like with you and your, you know, you do marketing. A lot of the stuff that someone may ask you, you thinking, oh, that's easy because you can just roll it off the top of your head. But mm-hmm. I notice the comments that I provide, it adds value to the, you know, to them. So the other day I was looking at my analytics. Honestly enough, after I finished reading your book, I was like, well, let me check out that like, on, my, on, my, um, on my, you know, on my site. Because I remember, like you said, we don't check it as often as we need to. So once a week is definitely ideal. So I was like, well, let me check it yeah. out. And, I, and the top two places that traffic was coming from was Facebook and Instagram. Instagram I got because I'm, you know, although I haven't posted in a couple of days because we're switching over to a couple of accounts. But I was highly surprised that Facebook was the number one. And the only wow. thing that I can correlate that to is the groups, because like I said, I don't, po- I don't post. I've been posting on Facebook since last summer, so mm-hmm. it's been a while. So when I saw that, I was just like, okay, that's great. So that was a confirmation that the comments that I was leaving, the advice that I was leaving was adding value to, like, what you just said, Enough, so much so they felt the need to click on my personal profile, than to go to my website, so that's yeah, my testimony.
2: <laughs> yeah, it works. Really yeah, really absolutely. Does. Yeah, giving extra, taking the time out to just answer a question, and then providing value versus. Eight. I mean, in these, in this, in these days, we got to realize that you have to build trust early on because, again, you start a business page on social media. Why should people trust you? So <laughs> how could you stand out, Brian? that's a great way to that's a great way to build the trust.
1: Right. So I will definitely have to try the LinkedIn groups because I think I belong to a couple of them, Howard University, and maybe one other. But I've never gotten into the groups themselves to you know to participate. But let me ask you this: you talked about the type of connections that you make. Sometimes you might just want to connect with people that you've met in person. Other times, you know, just I don't want to say any and everybody, but people who send requests. What is a good way to maintain a basic connection with, because if you have 500 plus or more connections on LinkedIn, there's no way you could, you know, I don't care how good you are, there's no way you can affect, well, I I don't want to say effectively, but consistently keep in touch with everyone. One of the things mm-hmm. that I try to do and although LinkedIn is not my go to platform, but when I am on LinkedIn I'm much better now, I go on there at least once a week. I mm-hmm. find after a certain amount of time I will scroll through all of my contacts to just see who I haven't, you know, seen anything on my you know, on my feed in a while so I can, you know, make a comment, send a like, just so they know, I take it as just so they can know that I'm thinking about them. And although yeah. I don't have – I can't service them right now and they can't service me at that particular moment, I want them to still know that, generally speaking, it's not out of sight, out of mind. So what uh, – do you have any advice, you know, to try to manage your connections?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great idea to do that. Just go go through and see if you can – like or comments, and let them know that you're 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 still on LinkedIn and you're you're uh, um, willing to engage in their content. It does get it does get time consuming, but I would say try to figure out what percentage of uh, your your network or what's what people do you really want to keep in touch with. Because at the end of the day, if you have a five thousand connections, you know it's hard to it's hard to manage. But even the algorithms is a challenge because the algorithm doesn't show you everybody's profile. And so, it's hard to like see and comment because they're only showing you a percentage. So one thing that I recommend is, when people like your content or yeah. comment, you can go and like and you can go and like theirs what they posted previously, or comment on what they, what uh, on theirs. And then, like I said, you can go across, you can go with your, through your connections and then just send a message. Uh, one something I did before is, at the end of the year, I just say Happy Holidays to a good amount of connections, and it's not its not trying to sell anything. It's not uh, trying to get anything from them. It's just, hey, say, here's a message. And because you got to think about their their connections for a reason, and you have access to their messages, so why not message them every now and then with happy holidays or happy new year, and then so you can be top of mind at least for mm-hmm. uh, the next few months. Yeah,
1: yeah I don't have 5,000 connections. I would probably go crazy, but I do – you know, yeah. Yeah, and since I know that they everybody doesn't show up in, in the FIA, I do actually go to the contact section and scroll down just to see, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you, some people, I'm like, okay, who is this person? <laughs> and I'll look, yeah. and I'll say, okay, they sent me a connection request, and so then I don't feel bad in that aspect because they reached out to me, but I still all say, right. hey, you know, just reaching out, hope all is well. Yeah, and and I don't make it deep, you know. I'm just saying, you know. And if they want to respond, more times than not they do; other times not so much. It's all good.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, exactly. so I think that's a I think that's a good start. So we, you know, do um, keywords in the profile and in your description, in your title, in your. You know, one of the things I think I did I put Bailey Sesums. And I don't even know if I changed it. I probably changed it. But I put Bailey Sessoms. So Bailey Sessoms was my first name. And then mm-hmm. my last name was my title. Uh, and then okay. the title section, I put other keywords as it related to what I did. So it said Bailey Sessoms, okay. comma graphic designer. Okay. And then... There were some, and then the keywords that she, you know, that my friend told me to plug in, I can't remember what it was, and I did. And I actually used mm-hmm. her profile as a model. It didn't look exactly like hers, but I pulled from, you know, I used it as a reference, like I was suggesting to using your profile as a reference. Don't copy, folks, because I've seen people have copied, and I'm just like, you know, how are you, you going to be successful when you're constantly copying from other people? I think it's, you know, I think it's yeah. great to pull energy from, but if I'm mm-hmm. reading my stuff and then when I go back and read your stuff that you didn't change after we had a conversation, I'm like, okay, that's not, yeah. you know, how that look. But mm-hmm. I digress. So, yeah, so yeah. use others as an inspiration, but don't copy.
2: Yeah. You know, even if you yeah. change
1: a couple of words, don't copy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Put, put okay, your own so, spin on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Put your own spin. Put your personality on it. So, Let's wrap up a little bit with our three power plays. What would be the first or the next three steps that you would recommend our listeners do?
2: So first is the putting the words. Think about what type of words people are searching for, for your type of services, and then put those in your profile. So I always recommend starting with five keyword phrases. Uh, maybe that's uh, market consulting or maybe that's accounting in New York or wherever city you are and what type of service you have and put it on your profile. And two, make sure you go out there and get those recommendations and let people know, give people an idea of what type of content the recommendations. And then three, try to figure out how to post more content about uh, just education, entertainment, and then sometimes promoting your service. And, yeah, those are three.
1: Okay, so I have – quite a few people who have sent me recommendations, so I guess I should approve it and post them? Yep. <laughs> okay, because I, so, yeah. I, was, I was always leery, until recently, I was just always leery about the whole recommendation thing. I'm like, okay, that's not, you know, I just didn't know the significance of it, but now I do. I guess I'll go ahead to my profile and and accept the recommendations and hopefully that'll boost my profile as well. So, Chris, where mm-hmm. can our listeners go to reach you?
2: So chrisnwest.com, and then LinkedIn is chrisnwest, and then Instagram is chrisnwest as well. And so that's where I spend most of my uh, time putting most of the content out there. So yeah, that's where mm-hmm. they can catch. And then the the book is uh, on Amazon as well, Digital Market for Results, How to Focus on Matters. Yep.
1: Yeah, so the book is actually good. The one thing I did like about the book, it wasn't full of complex Strategies. It was simple to the point. So for someone who is looking for something, um, you know, people who are just starting who want to tweak their approach a bit, I think that's definitely a great book. Um, if you're an expert, that was the, I would, you know, to keep it 100, that's not the book for you because I don't want people getting it who, you know, if that's what you, if, you, if you're another Chris West and you're well-versed in the subject of, of marketing, that book is not for you. But if you are definitely an entrepreneur and you're looking to, you know, get on track and like the book says, and focus on what's important, that book is definitely for you. Well, Chris, I definitely want to thank you for joining us on our podcast for today. And listeners, remember, business is a lifestyle. Use everyone.
0: Don't misuse anyone. Until next time. Thanks again for joining us this week on CEO Combo. Visit our website, hustlertoceo.com, and subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you're loving the combo we're serving up, please give us a five-star rating or tell a friend. Don't forget to rep your CEO status and order your hustler to CEO gear today. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of CEO Combo, the podcast for unapologetically ambitious entrepreneurs.